morning, Parker Ford Church, friends, family, whether you're a member at Parker Ford or just joining us online, welcome to our worship service this morning. My name is DJ Martin, church pastor here at Parker Ford Church. Although today, where we're filming, we're not at Parker Ford Church. We didn't do a massive renovation this week while you weren't paying attention. We are filming at Ephrata Church of the Brethren this morning because we have a special treat. A friend and mentor of mine, Galen Hackman, longtime pastor in the Church of the Brethren, who serves um, as an interim pastor currently and also as an overseer and a mentor to many pastors in our area. Galen's giving this sermon this morning, so I'll be introducing him now, and he'll be bringing the word in a few minutes. As we begin our service, I just want to remind you that this is meant to be an interactive service. So throughout the morning, you're going to be invited to pause the video and have a conversation with those around you. Or if you're by yourselves, pull out a journal, piece of paper, a pen, pencil, and write down reflections or thoughts, or just quiet your heart and spend some time meditating, whether it's the scripture or the questions that you're prompted to look at. Your clue for the time that it is to pause the video will be when there's a red speech bubble on the slide. When you see that, you can pause the video and have a discussion with those you're with. Today we're continuing our Advent series on waiting. We're talking about different spiritual postures and and different spiritual fruit that the Lord builds in our lives as we wait on him. Today we're going to be looking at waiting on the Lord and how that builds um, the fruit of the spirit of patience in our lives. So as we start our service for the call to worship, I want to invite you to stand. So wherever you're at, in your living room, dining room, with your family, Stand up, and would you read with me Psalm 99 as our call to worship this morning? Psalm 99. The Lord reigns. Let the peoples tremble. He sits enthroned upon the cherubim. Let the earth quake. The Lord is great in Zion. He is exalted over all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy is he. The king in his might loves justice. You have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God. Worship at his footstool. Holy is he. Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel also was among those who called upon his name. They called to the Lord and he answered them. In the pillar of the cloud he spoke to them. They kept his testimonies and the statute that he gave them. O Lord our God, you answered them. You were a forgiving God to them, but an avenger of their wrongdoings. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain, for the Lord our God is holy. You can have a seat. Before we begin this sermon, I want to invite you to a time of discussion and reflection. You'll see it on your slide, on your screen. And just ask and discuss the following questions. Why do you think patience is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit? So there's nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. Why does Paul list patience as one of the fruits of the Spirit? And what connections might there be between waiting on the Lord and the patience given to us by God's Spirit? In a few moments after you've had time to reflect on that, join us for today's teaching. Greetings, everyone at Parker Ford. It's really good to be with you uh, for this teaching during the Advent series. Um, 
DJ invited me to contribute uh, two talks uh, during the Advent season. So this Sunday, and I believe in two weeks, uh, I'll be sharing again. So it's really good to be with you um, and reconnect, uh, at least in this way, with the congregation there at Parker Ford. So as you know, uh, the Advent theme for Parker Ford this year centers on this topic of waiting. We're using waiting to kind of uh, look into uh, the Advent story, the Christmas story, uh, about the birth of Jesus, and so on. And it occurs to me that the idea of waiting and the concept of patience are kind of joined at the hip, so to speak, uh, making it difficult to talk about the one without also discussing the other. One of my favorite scriptures related to waiting is 1 Peter 3.20. It's not from the Christmas story, but from 1 Peter 3.20. And there, Peter is discussing the time when Noah was building the ark. And he says, at least in some of the translations, it's, it's, it's stated this way. Peter says that the patience of God waited. The patience of God waited. I kind of like that image of patience waiting and especially the idea that even the patience of God had to wait uh, from time to time. Uh, in the Greek language of which the New Testament is written, uh, it's often more, uh, uh, the language itself is often more precise than English, and that's the case with this idea of patience as well. In the New Testament, there are two different words for patience, and I just want to share them a little bit today and then connect them uh, with the Christmas story. Um, on the one hand, there's a word in Greek, Hupo mane, you don't need to remember that. Uh, hupo mane, which means to have patience in reference to things or circumstances, experiences, as it were. It kind of means to hold up, to bear up under pressure and under trials. Um, we use this idea, you know, whenever we bump into somebody that we know is having a tough time and we say to them, hey man, how are you holding up? That's hupo mane. How is the stress of this trial affecting uh, your life? And in the New Testament, uh, the words often translated in newer translations as patience or endurance, the idea of enduring under trials. The other word is a word that refers to having patience with people. It's the Greek word makrothumia, and it means to bear long with others. In the older translations of the English Bible, this Greek word was often translated long-suffering. You get the idea. We all know people with whom we have to suffer long. It's just a difficult relationship. Uh, and it's this particular word that occurs in Galatians 5.22 where the fruit of the Spirit is listed. Patience is one of the, the fruit that the Holy Spirit wants to develop in our lives as we grow to maturity, and it uses this word to be patient with people. Now, why did I mention all of this in respect to the Christmas story and the idea that uh, sometimes when we wait, we have to wait during uncomfortable times, waiting in the midst of discomfort? What was it like for Mary to wait during this particular time? And I, I reference these two words because I think Mary needed both kinds of patience. So on the one hand, first of all, there's, of course, the physical aspect. Mary needed to hold up well, to bear up well under the physical stress of pregnancy on the one hand. Remember, she was young and pregnant. Likely that wasn't unusual in that particular era, era for a young woman to be pregnant. But the point is, this was her first pregnancy. Now, obviously, I've never been pregnant. 
Uh, but I am married, and my wife, Doris, was pregnant. Three, we have three children. And so I, I've gotten to witness kind of firsthand, uh, up close, what, what it means to go through a pregnancy. And I don't want to assume anything about anyone's experience. Uh, but for us, and I think for many women, uh, the first pregnancy is the hardest. For us, it was harder than the next two. I mean, even though my wife Doris was coached well and she had other women share perspective and advice, you know, the first time around, you simply don't know what to expect. And there's a certain level of anxiety. You know, the waiting was not easy. Um, the next two came faster than the first one did. There was less waiting involved, so to speak. Uh, I mean, the nine months were fulfilled, but uh, the delivery and all that was easier. Now, Mary, we know from Scripture, would go on to have other children, but this was her first, and with the first comes some level of anxiety. So Mary needed hupomane. She needed to have some patience in the, in the midst of her physical trial. But remember also that she was unmarried when she conceived. The situation of being pregnant when she and her fiancé were not sexually active led to confusion and, no doubt, distrust. Uh, had not God uh, intervened via a dream that he gave to Joseph, there may never have been a wedding because G Joseph was, you know, he, he didn't, you know, he was sus suspicious. How, how can this happen uh, to my fiancée, Mary? But we know God did give Joseph the assurance he needed through that dream, and there was a wedding. The scripture tells us that Joseph did the right thing and he took Mary to be his wife. But surely, Mary remained the talk of the town as people speculated on whose baby is this anyway. Uh, in today's world, soap operas are made from that kind of story. So in the midst of all this, Mary's patience waits. Uh, Mary needed hupomane. She needed patience amid the trials and the struggles uh, of her pregnancy, and we can only speculate of what else might be involved uh, in that particular situation. But she also needed the other kind of patience, macrothumia, patience with people. Um, if you go to Nazareth today, if you go to Israel and visit Nazareth, you, you find this large, active, bustling Arab city within the land of Israel uh, spilling out over the Nazareth Ridge can be seen from across the Jezreel Valley from, from miles away. That wasn't the case in New Testament times. Uh, Nazareth was very small in the time of Jesus. It was nestled in an inconspic inconspicuous valley kind of over the crest of the Nazareth Ridge. If you passed through the Jezreel Valley and looked up, you couldn't even see anything was there. It was a small town hidden away, kind of culturally remote from a lot of other people. Actually, we know what Nathaniel said when his brother told him that they found the Messiah, that he came from Nazareth, Nathaniel says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? That was the perspective of this particular city, or town, actually. It wasn't even a city, it was a town. So in small towns, then and now, everyone knows everyone. We know that. Not only that, but everyone knows everything there is to know about everyone. The gossip mill circulates and expands, even in the with the smallest bit of news, fake or real. In the center of Nazareth, at its very lowest level geographically, there was and still is a natural spring. Today, the Greek church of the Annunciation is built over that spring. You can visit it. 
in New Testament times, it's the place where everybody came to draw water. And I'm often, when I visit there, thinking about people coming from Nazareth, gathering there to draw water, and no doubt the daily conversation included the latest piece of juicy gossip about Mary, daughter of Joachim and wife of Joseph. What is the latest going on in that drama? So more than ever, Mary's patience had to wait. Mary needed patience with her physical situation, patience with the well-meaning, but less than helpful people around her. And what about our relationship with Joseph? We can only speculate what that might have been like. I mean, we believe Joseph believed what the angel told him in that dream and took Mary and, and you know, cared for her, received her as his wife. But there had to be some stress in their relationship. When you think about conception and the pregnancy and, uh, and all of that. So patience of both kinds, hupomene and makrothumia. So as I mentioned, uh, Patience is one quality that, combined with eight others, form what the scripture calls the fruit of the Spirit. In other words, as I grow in Christ, the Holy Spirit continues his work of forming me into the image of Christ. And patience is one of the character qualities that will grow to maturity in my life. How does God develop patience in me? Um, Simply put, he does that. I think, by withholding things that I think I need or want or desire, you know. Patience is all about waiting for something, anticipating something. It's not arrived yet, and so God develops patience in my life by withholding something, as it were, making me wait for it. And that, you know, what's the discipline that helps develop patience in my life? Well, it's the discipline of waiting. I've actually come in my own experience to call waiting a spiritual discipline, something I need to learn to practice and to practice well. So um, as I wait, God develops patience. Patience is part of the fruit of the Spirit. It's part of the character that God wants me to manifest in my life. Richard Foster says, he says these words, he says, Time, time and space, time and space and stillness, these are the tools God uses to build a patient endurance Within us, one of the most repeated counsels given in Scripture is the, is the simple admonition to wait upon the Lord. Psalm 37, verse 7 is one of those Scriptures. It says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Waiting, patience, connected at the hip. So waiting gets hard when life is uncomfortable. As Mary's body grew with the development of her child, Jesus, inside her, as the routine actions of life became increasingly difficult, as the community around her wondered about her faithfulness, as she pondered all the things that the angel Gabriel had told her about this child, all of this, and perhaps even much more, made the waiting challenging. We wait easily when things go well and the outcome is clear. Anxiety grows when things are hard and the outcome remains uncertain. But the ability to wait leads to endurance. And endurance, we're told in James 1, when it's finished, accomplishes its perfect work in us. What is that perfect work? It's the character of Jesus being formed in us. We wait patiently, and as we do, we move a bit closer to being like him. As we wait patiently, God reveals himself in unique ways, and we learn important truths about living with him. Waiting should not be passive. Waiting indeed can be active. Uh, There are things we can do while we wait. 
And as we wait in an active mode, God does certain things within us. Um, While we wait, we grow strong. Isaiah 40 says, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. While we wait, we grow strong in faith and character. While we wait, we learn to be content with what God has provided us. Lamentations 3.24 says, I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. Paul says in Philippians, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Waiting teaches us to be content with what we have, with what God provides. And while we wait, we have time to communicate with God. The psalmist says in Psalm 5, in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice in the morning. I lay my request before you and I wait expectantly. Habakkuk said, I will take my stand on the watch post and station myself on the tower and I'll look out to see what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint. So while we wait, we pray, we communicate with God, we listen, we seek his face. While we wait, we also learn to let go of control and to trust God. Again, the psalmist says in Psalm 37, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret. We fret, we worry when we try to control the situation. When we learn to trust God and to rest in his presence, there's no need to fret. Zechariah chapter 4 says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. The nine months of any pregnancy are a time for preparation and for waiting. As Mary waited through the unique circumstances that were hers, she learned the things that scripture promises to those who wait patiently. She learned to trust God. She would need that strength. She would need that knowledge for the days and the years that lay ahead. I want to encourage you in this Advent season, as you reflect on the patience of Mary, I encourage you to learn from her, to learn from her faithfulness. In what area of life are you expected to wait And what is God doing in your life as you wait patiently for him to fulfill his promises? God bless you. Once again, thank you, Galen, for bringing that timely word to our congregation this morning. I wanted to invite every person as you engage this and reflect on Galen's teaching to pause here and have a time of discussion Uh, with those you're with, or if you're by yourself, to use your journal and just spend some time in meditation and reflection. Here's a few questions that were brought to mind um, as I was listening to Galen's teaching. What does it mean that the patience of God waited? As it says in 1 Peter 3.20, I love that Galen used that verse and tied it into his teaching. So just spend some time meditating and chewing on that verse from 1 Peter 3.20. What is God doing in your life and seeking to develop in your own life as you continue to wait on him? And how might God use the spiritual discipline of waiting in your own life to help develop patience? After taking a few minutes to discuss this, join us for this morning's benediction. As we close our service this morning, we want to thank Ephrata Church of the Brethren for hosting us graciously, allowing us to set up and film 
uh, in their church building, in their beautiful sanctuary. So thank you, Ephrata Church of the Brethren. Thank you, Galen, for bringing this morning's message. Uh, for the benediction, let me pray over you this morning. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. As you wait upon the Lord in your own life, may the fruit of the Spirit, patience, be grown in your life. May it bear much fruit in your own life and your families. May you wait on God with active waiting, with patience, and with hope. We pray this in Jesus' name. Go with God. Have a wonderful day.